Well, hey there. This is Jim, and I was just thinking. And welcome to Friday the 13th. There you go. All right, I've done my spooky for you there. Even found some spooky music for you. Somewhat here on Anchor FM. And now you're going to hear the birds chirping. So I was reading this morning. Because of course it's Friday the 13th. Which is considered to be an unlucky day. Here in the States. For those of you who go in for such things. I was kind of wondering, you know. Why is... 13 considered to be unlucky. For those of you that are that are Catholic, you know that today is actually the anniversary of the first apparition at Fatima in Portugal. So this is actually a big deal day if you're Catholic, not considered to be unlucky at all. Figure if you're getting apparitions on the 13th of every month, can't be anything completely wrong with that. But in doing some more research, it appears it's only in Western culture that 13 is considered to be unlucky. And not really some clear information as to um, where that's coming from, but it seems to be because it follows the number 12, which is considered to be, by mathematicians and ancient Sumerians, to be a perfect number. In fact, the ancient Sumerians dedicated an entire number system based off the number 12. And we see that now. We have 12 hours that are considered the morning, 12 hours that are considered the afternoon or evening. 2 times 12 is our day, right? 12 months of the year. So, that's where a lot of that came from. And so since 12 is perfect, apparently one more than that is considered to be less so, right? There's also some other thoughts, again, going back to, um, to Christianity, that Judas was the 13th person to arrive at the Last Supper. Of course, if you count Jesus, which you should, that would make him and 11 other apostles. The last one to arrive is number 13. That would be Judas. We all know how it turned out for Judas. So, and apparently there's a similar legend in Norse mythology with 
the 13th person arriving to some banquet being Loki. Yeah, the god of mischief in North, Norse mythology. And, you know, you start hearing some of these things and you kind of wonder, you know, did they come up with it on their own or was there some cross-pollination from Christianity? Hard to say. But, again, it appears it's only Western cultures that have this bugaboo with the number 13. Apparently, in Egypt, 13 is actually considered to be a lucky number. And if you go into Asia, the number that they're all freaked out about is the number 4. I remember that from doing karate. Because we used to have to count in Japanese. Because the style of karate I took was Okinawan. So we were doing our our exercises. We were counting out itch, knee, son, shi. She, of course, being the number four. And apparently, a buddy might tell me this. Um, she is not the normal, I believe not the normal word that Japanese would use for four, even though it counts as it. Um, I believe they have another another way to say the number four, because apparently she is the also means evil or something like that. So it's got one of those, yeah, it kind of means it, but you wouldn't say that kind of a deal. So there you go. So, you know, apparently all cultures have this though, whether it's 13 or four or some other number, there's something in their legends and their lore that Makes him go, eh, let's just kind of stay away from that one. So there you go. So, but, yeah. Didn't really find that so much growing up. Of course, my sister was born on the 13th. So 13th was not a bad day in my family. We're actually very happy every 13th of July. Because that's my sister's birthday. So, there you go. A little, little backstory on the unluckiness, or not unluckiness, of the number 13. Now, of course, probably more as a joke, there have been people who have seen Oh, there we go. All right, All right we get it. Hang on. We get it. We get it. We get it. You see everybody. Yeah, this is because I got the kids are out. So, Reagan's screaming at the kids. Enough, enough. We get it. The whole world gets it. I'm recording you, you little idiot. The whole world gets it. Alright? Enough of the snorting. My gosh. Ay, ay, ay. But, um, in fact, I was just thinking, I was going to say, when my wife and I were out in Idaho... A place you should go visit, by the way. If you've never been to Idaho, Idaho is a very interesting state. Um, a lot of diversity in Idaho. Um, in the course of one day, 
we were in Boise, which of course is their big city. And it looks like a big city. And uh, then we left. And we were driving towards, I believe it's called um, Idaho City. Um, I'm sure they thought long and hard on the name. Uh, and you're going through the what you would expect to find in the Northwest, you know, the Ponderosa Pines and the, you're going by the Snake River and it's all very Northwestern looking, all right? On the same day though, we went down towards, I believe it's closed now, but it used to be an Air Force base called Mountain Home. And uh, which is interesting because of course there are no actual mountains at Mountain Home. Mountain Home actually is fairly flat uh, as far as Idaho goes. Um, I always found that funny. But not far from there is a state park known as Bruno Dunes State Park. And Bruno Dunes has the largest sand dunes in the United States. And these things are massive. Literally, just it's like you went and you got bags and bags of sand and just dumped it in one spot. They're huge. Um, had a chance to... Uh, to climb uh, the smaller of the two dunes and get a picture from the top, but yeah, so I mean, sand dunes, Ponderosa Pine, city, all in the course of one day, so pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, topography there, so definitely if you get a chance to go to Idaho, go check it out, but when you're in Boise, because you should go to Boise, some very neat stuff in Boise, one of those places you need to go to is a pizza joint called, you guessed it, Lucky 13. Well, let me tell you, as a East Coaster, particularly a New York East Coaster, that's where I spent the majority of my time growing up, I know a little bit about pizza. My folks are from New York. New York is where pizza comes from. Now, yes, pizza comes from Italy, but uh, it comes from... Italy, then through New York, and let's face it, you have pizza in New York City, you've had pizza, and then every other pizza after that's kind of less than. So, a little bit of a pizza snob. But let me tell you, those folks at Lucky 13 out there in Idaho, they got a clue. They definitely have a clue as to what pizza's supposed to taste like, all right? So if you get a chance to go out there, you go get yourself a slice of uh Slice of pizza out there in Lucky 13 in Idaho. Very nice place, by the way. They have places where you can sit outside. Um, we went in, I think it was June, so it was nice out. So you could do that. But, uh, yeah, nice out there. Get yourself a, a frosty adult beverage to have with your pizza. They have some very good frosty adult beverages out there in, uh, in Idaho. One that I particularly love and I wish, wish we could get it here out east. It's called Moose Drool. That's, you heard me correctly, Moose Drool. Um, it's a dark beer, and uh, it comes from Montana, which, of course, you would kind of expect with a name like Moose Drool, right? Um, but really, very, very good. Uh, very, very good dark beer that went very well, paired extremely nicely with the, uh, with the two slices of pie that I had, because of course, that's what you would call it from New York. You would call it a pizza pie. So, there you go. So, 
whether you're not you find 13 lucky or not, here's hoping you have a safe and happy Friday the 13th. And no, I will not do the, uh, the whisper noises again. That was enough to start this thing off. Have a great day, everybody. And of course, you know, the lovely Reagan is here. She wishes you the same. Be well.